Hello and welcome to the Print Pod, a daily podcast. My name is Ratan Priya and I bring you today's opinion on Israel-Hamas war written by Asha Jadeja, a Silicon Valley-based entrepreneur. God has decreed that we must attack Tel Aviv. Yaya Sinwar, leader of Hamas's military wing, proclaimed at a gathering in Gaza in June 2021. Sinwar, who took over as the chief of militant Islamist movement in 2017, was hardly the first Palestinian of consequence who threatened to unleash the wrath of God upon the state of Israel and is unlikely to be the last. Palestinian leaders advocating armed resistance against the Zionist state had mastered the art of quoting scripture to drive home their political message much before Sinwar. who is believed to have read the Quran during his time in an Israeli prison of all places, entered the space. But the terror attack by Hamas on the Israeli mainland in October and retaliatory strikes by the IDF in the Gaza Strip have once again brought back focus on the perils of counting on rhetoric, fueled by a malicious reading of scripture, to achieve political objectives. In the 20th century, unsuccessful post-colonial efforts towards state building and the establishment of Israel spurred a sequence of Marxist and anti-Western shifts and movements across the Arab world. The expansion of nationalist and revolutionary movements, coupled with the notion that terrorism could be a viable means to achieve political aims, sowed the seeds of what we know as militant jihad in the Middle East. What also led young minds on this violent path was a belief in the perceived mandate of armed struggle outlined in certain religious texts and the conviction that peaceful resolutions are unattainable or insufficient in addressing perceived injustices. In the case of Islam, this belief was, ironically enough, wedded to erroneous and at times outright virulent interpretations of the Quran, of which peace is a central tenet. According to one such interpretation, Seeking retribution through armed jihad in response to perceived injustices by unbelievers against Muslims is deemed necessary if one is convinced that Islamic law has been violated. Another example of how Quranic verses can be misread to justify terrorism is the very concept of jihad, which mainstream Islamic scholars interpret as a broader concept that includes striving for personal improvement. Important to note here that the Quran, the holy book of Islam, is believed by Muslims to be the literal eternal word of God as revealed to the Prophet over a period of some 23 years. The revelations began in the year 610 CE when the Prophet was 40 and continued until 632 CE, the year of his death. The compilation of the Quran into a single book took place after the death of the Prophet, the Caliph Uthman ibn Affan, who ruled from 644 to 656 CE, played a key role in standardizing and organizing the Quranic revelations into its present format. It has since remained unchanged in its content and is considered by Muslims to be the final and complete revelation from God. This is where another key factor comes into play, madrasas. Though many countries have taken steps to regulate and modernize them, in parts of the world, these Islamic seminaries are tasked with propagating a malicious reading of certain verses of the Quran to radicalize young minds. That there has been a concerted effort by groups advocating militant jihad to use madrasas as breeding grounds for radicalization in regions where access to education and employment opportunities is limited is beyond doubt. In the case of Israel, its fight was always existential. The country of less than 10 million was up against forces that didn't flinch before taking a match to a combustible amalgamation of religion and religional 
religion and regional aspirations but it was not always like this in the late 1960s secular palestinian movements such as fatah and the popular front for the liberation of palestine while demanding a separate state of palestine were open to the idea of dialogue with israel and acknowledged that a violent struggle in the name of religion would set the cause back instead of advancing it This period however was followed by the rise of groups with a more fundamentalist view including the Abu Nidal organization in the 1970s and Hezbollah in the 1980s this shift came on the heels of the Iranian revolution of 1979 which many scholars view as a turning point by the 1990s other movement advocating militant jihad had sprung up in the arab world including the egyptian islamic jihad islamic resistance movement palestinian islamic jihad harakat ul mujahideen jaish e mohammed lashkar e taiba and al qaeda To make a case against the Zionist state these groups misinterpreted or selectively focused on certain historical and contextual references in the Quran that relate to specific events in the early days of Islam against this backdrop misguided interpretations combined with political social and historical factors contributed to the emergence of extremist ideologies asked what it was about islam that led to the creation of this extremist stream within the religion abdullah antepli founder of muslim leadership initiative told the times of israel in 2015 that this whole muslim extremism and terrorism craziness is a product of four islams he identified them as islam as a religion which like any other is neither essentially good or evil islam as muslims how it manifests itself in the human experience differently islam as history the historical context and islam as a religion and a product of deeply failed societies and deeply made another crucial point if you trace the ideological and religious roots of this violent extremism you will find that it is connected to fed by and grew out of wahhabism and salafism us based think tank rand corporation in 2004 paper for the us air force the muslim world after 911 explained how islamist groups appeal to muslim sense of community to further their political aims islamic fundamentalists seek to strengthen the ummah or worldwide islamic community rather than any individual state nationalism is regarded as asabia contaminated by western secularism and involving loyalty superseding those to god while the threat they pose is genuine it is important to note that these highly violent religious extremists represent a minority perspective within islam like any religious community the beliefs and practices of muslims exhibit variations based on diverse factors including geographical locations Islam is currently the second largest religion globally following Christianity it is also the fastest growing major religion and if prevailing demographic patterns persist the global muslim population is projected to surpass the global christian population by the end of this century while many countries in the middle east north africa region where religion originated in the 7th century have a substantial muslim population they account for only about 20% of the world's muslims the majority of muslims which is 62% reside in the asia pacific or west asia north africa region with significant communities in indonesia india pakistan bangladesh iran and turkey as for hamas which continues to allude to scripture to justify the killing of innocent israeli civilians in the name of palestinian statehood the words of israel's founder david ben gurion 
serve as a warning without moral and intellectual independence there is no anchor for national independence thank you for tuning in remember to catch our flagship podcast cut the clutter every weekday with our founder and editor in chief shekhar gupta i am ratan priya in delhi follow the print for more such analysis <laughs>